0: Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. I'm Sinclair Fleetwood, your psychedelic life coach, and I teach you how to connect with your soul mission, follow your heart, and make lasting changes in your life by creating a sacred spiritual partnership with plant medicines. Learn easy tools, tips, and integration strategies that will demystify the psychedelic renaissance and open the way for you to come back home to yourself. If I can do it, you can do it too. Find out how here. Hey everyone, thanks for being here. It would do us a lot of good as a society and as individuals to recognize that the answer to our problems is not to go faster. The answer is not in doing more, it's not in trying harder, it's not in forcing yourself, trying to shove yourself inside of a container so that you align with the way that you think you should be. The thing about this work with plant medicines and psychedelics is that people want to heal. And they're hearing about these medicines and they're like, I want to transform and I want to do it now. I'm ready for this to happen right now. But here's the thing. The way to make transformation last in your life, the way to change your beliefs and change your values and really rewire your brain For comfort, safety, joy, ease, contentment, calm is not the fast way. It's the tortoise way. It's really slowing down and letting things move at the pace that they want to move. This is what nature teaches us. This is the vibration that I hold inside of my Rise and Align program. We are here to create safety, to create peace, to create calm. Contentment. I want to build a legacy of chill that permeates every aspect of your life. And the only way to really do that is to stop trying so hard, stop striving. If you want to change without struggle, you have to put down the struggle. And that is what we do inside of the program. It's a six month, deep, slow, intensive self discovery, self inquiry, and learning journey oriented around unlocking the true magic of plant medicine and psychedelics. And it is such a blast. It's so fun. It's maximum Zen. It's a no pressure, no stress situation. And it's a long enough container that you actually have the time to change something and you can change without struggle. So if you're interested, I am still enrolling for a couple more weeks. It starts May 1st and I only offer this twice a year. So If you're interested, go to my website, SinclairFleetwood.com, visit the links to work with me, click on Rise and Align, read the invitation, fill out the application, and connect with me there. I would love to have you inside of this program for amazing spiritual tortoises on a magic mission to be themselves. Today we're going to talk about a really powerful subject that I can't believe I haven't actually covered before. We've been doing a lot of work inside of, you know, deep integration processes and how to, how to change the way that you're being and be more yourself. Um, um, but I want to go back to the beginning a little bit. And when I say the beginning, I mean the medicine experience. And so today I want to share about why I believe that there's no such thing as a bad trip. And a friend of mine pointed out that the term bad trip is like kind of a recreational, it's more, you hear that more in recreational circles, you know, with psychedelics. And I think bad trip came from the sixties culture, you know, and when the war on drugs started and like Nixon was like, we got to put a stop to all this consciousness expansion. and These hippies are ruining everything. And so there was a lot of government propaganda put out against, you know, LSD and all psychedelics. And um, one of the things that they would say is that, well, you could have a bad trip and it'll make you go psychotic. And or you could, I remember one of the things that I would see all the time as a kid, you know, growing up in the just say no dare era of, of drug prohibition was like, you take acid and you will jump out a window because you're going to think you're going to be able to fly. Um, and that kind of, that kind of stuff, you know, like people telling these harrowing stories about how they took acid and it like ruined their lives. So, okay. So that is kind of the fear narrative around psychedelics because, It's easy to get people to be afraid of them when you tell them that, oh, you might have a hard time, you know? And my friend was saying like, yeah, that's more of a kind of a drug culture. I mean, (laughs) I don't know hardly anyone that I know who works intentionally with medicine even uses the word trip whatsoever. But people understand what this term is, so that's why I'm using it. And there are some people on the internet who find it very triggering when you say there's no such thing as a bad trip. They're like, you're spiritually bypassing, you're you're doing love and light only. And I'm like, nah, dude. Also, let me just state for the record, I also don't believe in trigger warnings. And the reason I don't believe in trigger warnings is because I am here to help you trigger yourself. Getting triggered is one of the most valuable, important parts of the healing process. Our triggers are the map to our specific trauma, the things that need our attention. A trigger is a gift. It is a pinpointing a place where you are holding on to an emotion or an experience or something that needs your attention, probably in your body. Um, because the body holds a lot of, you know, when something is intense and it triggers you and you're like, ugh. So what is a trigger? A trigger is like when something offends you or, you know, um, A capital T trauma trigger can be something, you know, really intense where you maybe see something or hear something or read something or experience something that puts you back into a state of, you know, a violent act. Or, you know, if you have PTSD, a trigger might trigger you to have an episode of like being in a flashback where whatever the thing that traumatized you is recurring. And I am absolutely not saying that, that being aware that you might have the, you know, you might be in a state with your mental and emotional and physical well-being, that it's not healthy for you to go into triggers and to be exposed to things that might trigger you. And that's a deeper conversation around, like, if you are in that kind of place, I would say that doing a lot of of preparation work in advance of working with plant medicine, or maybe plant medicine is not for you. Like, psychedelics are not for everybody. And that's really the thing about the bad trips. It's like, psychedelics are not for the faint of heart. You need a level of danger. (laughs) Like, you need a wild streak. You need a rebellious heart that kind of likes to break the rules. You need to have a willingness to try something outside of the ordinary. You probably also need some distrust of the medical system, some distrust of the system in general, you know, psychedelics are, have always been an underground path for wholeness and healing. And, you know, not just in the counterculture of mainstream society, you know, from the last 60 or 70 years, but the the reason that it's underground is because a lot of the people that were doing this kind of healing for thousands of years at least were witches were burned at the stake people who were working with earth medicines were considered to be heretics and were considered dangerous and those people our ancestors were often killed and you know tortured and almost all of the All of the healers who work with medicines, these are, these are grassroots from the earth, you know, non-traditional supernatural experiences that people are having. And there was a long legacy and a long um, history and tradition and, you know, the mystery schools and all of these, all of these sort of secret societies and like people who have kept this knowledge alive all over the world in every kind of tradition everyone's <laughs> everyone's getting hip to psychedelics psychedelics are not new just because now science has decided that they can make money selling drugs that are illegal now and they're on the bandwagon to like make them legal this is not a new thing and you know you'll hear me a lot on here i believe i'm happy that the science is backing up the the fact that psychedelics, plant medicines heal human beings, it's great. Like, welcome to the party. But you will not see me chasing after science and being like, here's why you should do this. Psychedelics and plant medicines are a path to spiritual enlightenment and wholeness. And that is the reason to do them. And, you know, they also happen to rewire the neurons in your brain and, like, really put you on a path of physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional well-being the science piece of this and the technology piece of this, a lot of it is very profit-based and um, you need to have a little bit of a distrust of the system. The system is trying to package these medicines in a palatable way, a scientific way, so that people who don't have this can also experience them. But the thing that you really need is a willingness to go into the darkness. You have to have this if you come to a medicine and you are like, well, I'm only going to have a euphoric experience where I meet God and everything feels beautiful and loving. I hope you do have that experience. I've had lots of those experiences and I've also had really, really difficult ones. And you have to have a serious willingness to go into your own darkness. You have to be ready to look at yourself. You have to be ready to look at the darkness of humanity and of life and of the things that you believe are universal truths that are not true. And you have to be willing to get your whole worldview pulled apart by the darkness of the mystery. And, you know, you have to be willing to look into creation itself. It's like this void of well, we call it the mystery, right? And it's where nothing and everything exists altogether. It's infinity. It is, we don't know what it is. It's like, it's like a black hole in the center of the sun. And it's all one thing. It's all powerful. It's all knowing and everything comes from there. And it's not good or bad. You know, there's no light that can exist without darkness in equal measure. Like, it's a whole thing. It's They're not opposites. It's like the spectrum of experience is dark and light. And you cannot truly feel those exalted, euphoric, beautiful feelings without also feeling really you know really experiencing the the level of suffering that happens in this in this lifetime and not just your own personal suffering but the suffering of others the suffering of the collective the suffering of you know the injustice and like the way that humanity is experiencing greed and you know how out of balance things are and the The relationship we have with the earth and the animals. And like, it's really plant medicine will make you look at this stuff. And that is, (laughs) it's not a bad thing. This is what we talk about when we talk about waking up, like some medicine experiences are really fucking painful. They're scary. I can't even tell you how many times I have felt lost and overwhelmed and not understanding what was happening and like feeling scared and, and going into, you know, some really dark places and getting stuck there and being stuck in these kind of hellscapes specifically made of my own worst nightmares that feel like you can't get away from them and, you know, and a lot of those really difficult experiences not necessarily even on like a global or humanity level or like, you know, a long timeline or the cosmic, whatever, like some of those hellscapes of those really, really hard experiences are things that I did to myself, choices that I made, you know, the way I, I behaved in the world during my addiction. And like, when I wasn't, when I was ignorant, when I didn't know, and like, you know, having to look at the things that not only that I chose and that I did, but looking at the things that my loved ones did, you know, looking at my experience with my father who died in prison and like having the opportunity to go into his body and feel his experience in prison. Like this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. This is very painful, difficult, hard, challenging experience with medicine. You know, the, I would say the kind of the pinnacle of that is death, facing your own mortality, you have to face your own mortality. Death is there waiting for you. It's waiting for me. It's waiting for everyone. This is a fact. We are all going to die. And the thing about it is that if you are capable of looking at that and facing it and accepting it and recognizing that death is an illusion, death is, we will die in these bodies, but our spirits don't die. You know, our energy doesn't die. And nothing nothing ever ends. And this is the beautiful understanding that you can experience, but you can't have it without going through the portal of accepting the death and looking at the death and welcoming the death. And you know, the death may be your physical body death and it may be your ego death and it may be I say this all the time to my clients, like we die, parts of us die. That is what the integration process is. It's shedding these old ways of being these old pieces of our personality and and ways that we live in the world, because they need to die. And some of those, like, identity shifts are super fucking hard. You know, you get this clarity, you might have a beautiful experience with medicine, and then you realize like, Oh, fuck, I, I can't do this job anymore. I can't be in this relationship anymore. I need to change my entire life. What am I going to do? Who am I? You know, part of you dies. And then it's like, okay, maybe you don't know. It doesn't necessarily mean that, that the real true you has, has bloomed in yet because there hasn't been space for that. You have to shed what's not serving you in order to find the answers and then the truth and the authenticity and like the power that is underneath it. So facing your own death and your own mini death over and over and over as your ego and your personality evolve and like recognizing that your ego is just a a role that you're playing in this moment. It's not even you. There's so many ways you have to like go through this disintegration and you might feel lost. You might feel afraid. You might feel so sick and like like that you're going to die, you might be praying for death. I have been in (laughs) ayahuasca ceremonies where I was like, fine. You know what? If it's going to be like this, I'll just, I don't need to do this. I can just, can I just like tap out? Like this is way too hard, you know? And those experiences are real. And so when people say like they had some kind of traumatic experience with medicine and this can happen in so many different ways, like Whatever is making you sick in your life, in your body, in your, in your relationship, in your job, like what is making you sick is going to come up. Whatever your deepest fears are, you're going to have to look at it. Whatever is buried, repressed, hidden inside your heart, the thing that you don't want to see, the thing that you don't want to confront, the thing that you don't want to be, the parts of yourself that you are ashamed of. Your humiliation, your, you know, all of, think about all of the darkest, scariest feelings you've ever had. Like, that is what the willingness is about is about being like, you know what? The, what I'm going to face inside of this path is myself. And at first, especially, that can be really, really scary. And especially when people are going on journeys with people who are not holding good space. You know, facilitators that don't have <laughs> that don't have any anchors in tradition or training or initiation. There are lots of times that people have had really painful, difficult medicine experiences. And I'm not discounting that or saying those are not valid. When I say there's no such thing as a bad trip, that's not what I mean. It feels bad when it's happening. The descent into what is beyond isn't bad itself but it it can feel really bad it can feel traumatizing and especially if you know you've been in a situation where you have sat you know maybe you took medicine with someone that didn't make you feel safe maybe you were violated in some way during that like that's a that's a that is a whole kind of experience that is deeper even than what I'm talking about I'm talking about doing medicine in safe safe containers with safe people who you can trust to hold you. There are lots of ways that people are taking these medicines that isn't safe, that isn't healthy, that isn't conducive to a a journey where you have the, the capacity to see it even in its difficulty as a positive experience overall. And this doesn't come overnight. Like this is not generally something that beginners can do. This is something that you can learn how to do over time, working with these medicines in partnership, in healing partnership, in healthy ways with people who are good teachers. And, you know, I see this like desperation. People are so desperate to sit with medicine that they are buying medicine off Instagram. They are just winging it together and, like, hoping for the best and, you know, well, I'm going to, you know, make my house a comfy place and, like, just wing it and, and piecing together stuff on the Internet where it's like, yeah, maybe some of that advice is good in, in itself, but, like, if you are ready to embark on a true transformational journey, Please take more time and care and do these medicines in a way that it's going to set you up for success. So that if you have a difficult and challenging experience, you have the tools in yourself, the skill set, and you have people there who can handle it if something happens. Because, you know, <laughs> I keep seeing these like trainings online of like, Oh, come and get initiated as a shaman. And it's like four weeks or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) You can't just pay someone to tell you that you're a shaman. Like it does not work like that. I don't care what anyone says. I will, this is a hill that I will die on. Medicine carriers do not go and get certifications from people. Like it's not about that. The way that you know that you're ready to serve medicine and hold space for people is through doing deep personal work within yourself, finding teachers and traditions and containers and like a path to follow it's not just, I decided to do this because it made me feel good. And, you know, a few months ago I did some mushrooms. So now I'm going to start helping people microdose. A few months ago I started taking mushrooms. So now I'm going to have mushroom ceremonies for people. I cannot tell you how many people I have talked to who are doing this. And like, I also understand that we're in a time where this is, this work is so needed and it's so important. And I say all the time, if you want to if you want to hold space for people, you have to learn how to hold space for yourself. If you want to facilitate people, you have to facilitate yourself. The medicine is your teacher. You cannot just hope for the best when you're holding these spaces because not everybody is is ready to receive this and it's a huge responsibility. So, you know, one of the main things to think about when, you know, you're looking for your way into this path is to do it in a way that is responsible to your soul and responsible to your own well-being. And it might take longer and that's okay. All of it is going to take a long time. It's not a quick fix. A lot of it (laughs) seems to come down to money for people. And I get that. Money is a real thing that people have a hard time with. I mean, I think we're all collectively understanding like learning about what money is about and how to overcome our blocks around it and um, you know, overcoming this like scarce scarcity vibe that so many people live in, especially, you know, spirit people, where it's like, well, I want to do this thing, but I need to find the best deal to me, that's like trying to find the best deal on LASIK or something. Like I'm going to get some discount dental work. <laughs> like I do not want discount dental work. Like I don't want discount shamans. I don't want someone to mail me medicine to my house and be like, best of luck. Like, and I have a lot of experience that to me, the vibration of that is like, no, I want a container that I, when I walk into this ceremony space, I feel like I am on a spaceship and it is you know, being driven by a captain who is divinely connected to spirit and the, and spirit is driving the ship, you know, like the safest, the space is safe and there's a fire and there's, um, some kind of container for the experience and, you know, it looks different and there's lots of different ways to do it. There's not just one way. And there's, there is a need for these kinds of experiences to be more accessible. You know, a lot of people can't go to South America or different countries, Mexico, whatever, to do a retreat for a week. Like, I totally get it, but there are ways to prepare yourself, to understand how to facilitate yourself, to understand how to come into relationship with medicine, whether it's, whether it's a a pharmaceutical medicine or a plant medicine. Like there is a, there's a a path of safety and ease and intelligence so that you can try to make the experience as safe. And I use the, I keep using this word safety because safety, if you don't feel safe in your body, in your environment, when you take this medicine, it's a really easy to go into a place of fear and stay there. And that's what a lot of people would say is like a bad trip is like getting stuck in a place that you can't get out of and you don't see the meaning. And like, you're having a fight with this experience. You're fighting with the medicine. You're not surrendering. Um, And the ironic thing about that is like really the main teacher of how to handle these experiences is to have some difficult ones. I mean, now when I'm struggling in a, in a medicine experience, It's my cue. Like, I'm, it's like the medicine is triggering me. And I'm like, okay, I see you. Like, I see, I see that I am uncomfortable and I need to go into that discomfort. I need to like walk into it and sit down there and be with it and welcome it in and breathe and wait to see what is trying to tell me? What is it trying to show me? Where does it want to take me? And instead of being like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. This feels bad. I don't like it. I don't like it. This isn't fun. I feel terrible. And flipping around and flopping around, just sitting up and being like, yeah, I don't like this. Let's do it. Come on. Like I'm ready. And that, the difference between being able to approach it like that and you know, feeling like a victim of like, oh my God, I took this drug and like, what's it going to do to me? And where is it going to take me? It doesn't have to be like that. One of my teachers says like, it's like being on a river. You're in a boat on a river and you don't want to let just not do anything. You know, you don't want to just let the boat go wherever because you could smash. There could be rapids. You might hit your boat and crash and and you also don't want to turn the boat around and go upstream. That's also really difficult and hard. And, like, you're going to wear yourself out trying to be in charge, you know. What you want to do is take an easy, relaxed seat of not abandoning. Like, don't abandon yourself. Don't lose yourself. You can steer You can participate and you do it in an easy way that feels good. And then sometimes when the rapids get, you got to let go of the wheel and be like, all right, I trust this medicine and I trust myself. And I trust that whatever is happening in this process is exactly what I need to break through this place that I've been stuck in. Because why are we taking these medicines? Something isn't good. Something feels bad. Maybe you feel depressed or anxious or like, Something from the past is running your shit. What are the reasons that we're doing this? Because it's not just, okay, I'm just going to mindlessly take this. If we're doing it like that, I'm going to take this mindlessly and see what happens. That's a recreational experience. You can have an intention of having fun. um, But what I'm talking about is intentional, healing, therapeutic connection with medicine. And typically, when we step into that space, whether you're coming from a recreational place or not, there's nothing wrong with recreational drug use. Like, I think it's fine. A lot of it teaches us a lot of really powerful lessons in a hard way. You know, like, you're an adult human, you're a sovereign being, you have the right to do whatever you want with your body, you have the right to ingest whatever you want, you have the right to dress however you want, be whoever you want, you have the right to, you know, as long as you're not harming anyone else, you have the right to express yourself however you want. And that's important. A lot of times we start doing these journeys because we're trying to escape a life that we don't like. These medicines don't care if we have a good time. Sometimes they want us to, the path to our healing is through deep love. You, you know, euphoria like acceptance, really powerful good feelings of connection and oneness That is a huge part of the psychedelic path, feeling that overall everything is okay. Everything is working out how it's supposed to. I am part of the plan. Like that reassurance from this benevolent creator that like everything is and has always been in divine order. Those are powerful, powerful healing experiences. And I believe that healing and change and transformation can happen in equal measure in good positive feeling experiences and in challenging feeling experiences. My personal experience was at the beginning of my journey, intentional journey with psychedelics, the journeys were more difficult at the beginning because I had a backlog of like all kinds of stuff. I didn't know myself. I didn't understand the path I was opening. I was awakening. And it was like, the medicine was cleaning me out, you know, the, the medicine would come in and be like, Oof, this is a mess in here. And I still have some of those journeys where, you know, especially I only, I go on retreat with ayahuasca a couple times a year. And the last retreat I went on last November was the first time in six years that I did not find it difficult. It was easy it was fun and easy and joyful. And like, there was no big, you know, you need to heal this. And here's this revelation. It was just like, thank you for being here, my child, you know, enjoy yourself. And so you can reorient yourself to joy and to pleasure and to ease and, you know, to put down the struggle. And sometimes it can take some work. And that's where the integration comes in. It's like, you can't just keep taking medicine and expecting it to change everything. And then you just go back and take more and like expect that it's different. I thought that it would work like that at the beginning. And I would just have the same journey over and over. Like Ayahuasca would show me something. She would tell me this needs your attention. This is what you're working on right now. You need to put your attention to this, understanding this and and shifting yourself around whatever this is. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 okay, I hear you, thank you, I'm going to do it, and it would be something I didn't want to do. I mean, a lot of it is stuff I don't want to do. It's not easy, it's not, sometimes it's not fun. You know, if you're like, oh, I have a well of repressed anger inside of my body, that's giving me physical pain. Great. How do I get rid of this? Oh, I have to feel all this anger. It's like a process, you know, it's like turning on a fire hydrant and you can only let a little bit out at a time. Cause it's like so hard. Um, and that takes months. It's not like just, okay, thanks for the message. I'm going to go do that tomorrow. And then I'll come back and you can tell me something fun and it doesn't work like that. You know, it's like you have to do it in the order that it wants to be done. And I would have get this message and then You know, I mean, I was working in an ayahuasca center, so a lot of times I was holding space, keeping fire and stuff. I wasn't there to do my own journeys, but it would like nevertheless, you know, the medicine's like, Yes, you're keeping fire. And don't forget, you need to look at this thing in yourself and do something about it. And (laughs) I would just be like, Oh, okay, I hear you, I hear you. And it was the medicine was teaching me like this is this is how it works. You don't get to move on, you don't get to get to know more. You don't get to skip a chapter. You don't you don't get to like go past this point until you have completed all of the understanding and learning and evolving at this point. And you know, this is why sometimes experiences can feel hard and difficult because you're like, "Ugh, I already know this." Like a lot of it is stuff that you already know that's in your subconscious that you're just not aware of. So sometimes it can feel like, um, I had one of my clients tell me she got stuck in like a, a loop of, you know, just like watching herself behave in this loop and the whole journey was being stuck in a loop of seeing, you know, her reaction to this thing in herself. Like like sometimes the medicine, the medicine is very repetitive. It's like, Hey, you're kind of dumb and I want to help you. And you're blocking yourself from being fully conscious and authentic. And I need you to pay attention. And so I'm going to tell you this 400 times and we're going to spend seven hours sitting in this because you really need to hear it like this. (laughs) Even if you do all the right things and create an intention and get yourself ready to receive the experience and you have the set and setting and you find the right facilitator and you have support and you understand and you're building a relationship, there's no guarantee that you're not going to have a hard time. The hard time is a gift. The hard time is a gift. There are no bad trips because the most challenging and difficult journeys are where you find out what you're here for. This is what we came here for. I will tell you, my clients will tell you, I love triggers. And this is just what that is. It's like a psychedelic trigger. It's like, hey, here's the reason why you can't stay in a relationship because you have unresolved shit with your dad and you need to look at this and you need to have compassion and forgiveness for yourself, for him. You need to feel this anger. Here's 15 steps you need to take to process this. And that is the answer to your problem. It's not find a better person and try harder in your relationship. It's never what you think. And the answers are a lot of times shit that we don't want to hear because it's hard. If it was easy, we wouldn't be suffering so much. If it was easy to figure this stuff out, we wouldn't be in pain and having anxiety and having dysregulated nervous systems and, you know, having all of these mental health issues and physical chronic illnesses. Like, if this stuff was easy, we wouldn't all be so fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> we wouldn't all be in such like dire circumstances. The circumstances don't have to get so bad that they ruin your life. You know, the messages will keep getting louder until you listen and they're coming in. You know, there's a little twinge like, oh, my knee hurts or, you know, your body is talking to you all the time. I always say this, but your, your body, your heart, your mind are always talking to you. I personally believe that every single thing that manifests in the body as illness or disease has an energetic cause, an emotional cause, a traumatic cause. And we, by the time it shows up in the body, we have been ignoring it. And, or, and you know, sometimes it's because we haven't had the ability to process it. It's not necessarily that you're consciously choosing to ignore it. You know, nobody wants our body to, to talk to us through pain or illness or like, okay, I can't, the body is like, you know, I can't eat this kind of food. We develop all kinds of weird chronic stuff that has an energetic component. It's not medical. It's energetic. It's like spiritual. There's a spiritual illness. It's not medical. Yes, it has a medical expression, but the solution is not medical. The solution is spiritual. And the way to understand how to find out the causes in yourself is to start opening to the idea that You know, these manifestations of disease and illness and sickness are actually our body's way of trying to protect us, to try to communicate with us. If we pay attention to pain, that's how our body's gonna speak to us. I have one client who has migraines and has migraines for a long time since she was a little kid. And we started talking about like the connection between the migraines and and rest and like overworking and how migraines are one of the kinds of things that will are so debilitating and they stop you in your tracks and they force you to slow down. And the thing is, like, if the body is doing something like that, it means that the other methods of trying to get you to slow down and to rest and to take it easier and to not do as much and to, you know, be more chill have not been heated. So what do you pay attention to? Well, if you pay attention to a migraine, your body's going to give you a migraine. And, you know, that new understanding and like opening to a new understanding of why your, your nervous system and your body react the way that they do often is predicated by having a difficult psychedelic journey because that that's where the clarity comes in. That's where the new consciousness comes in. It's making the unconscious conscious and psychedelics are the portal to allowing us to see the true nature of our experience and it's such a beautiful thing to have a bad trip because that's where you find out your your strength, you know? Like I'm so grateful for the most difficult experiences I've had. Do I want more of them? I mean, I don't want to choose those. The last time I took San Pedro a couple of weeks ago, it was so hard. I literally got sick. Like I was holding this emotion in my body and I got physically sick during this journey. And I was like, Oh my God, my body's like making me sick right now because I am not able to connect with and feel this emotion. And and it took, you know, several hours of like having a conversation with my partner to try to express what was going on. And I knew as the day was going on, I was like, this is a whole thing. And I actually took another dose of medicine because I was like, I'm ready to have this experience. And I was like, this is going to suck, but I'm doing it because I want, I don't like it when things are bubbling out of the surface. I want them to come out. You know, it's like, I would rather go into an experience and know that I'm going to have a rough one, but that at the end of it, I'm going to have what I need. And to me, that is like <laughs> that willingness of knowing like, God, this might be really probably one of the most difficult experiences of my life. All of the hardest things that I've done aside from, you know, getting sober at Burning Man have happened inside of a ceremony, have happened inside of a sweat lodge, have happened at a medicine retreat um, because you really get pushed to your edge in a lot of ways. And when you are in a healing process, in a container in yourself of, of you know, needing therapeutic s- spiritual assistance, sometimes you get taken to your edge, you know, physically, emotionally you get you get kind of broken open. And when you're broken open, then you can't fight anymore. You just have to surrender to your experience. And then you recognize like I chose all of this. This is the way I needed to heal. And you start to have the ability, not only in medicine but in life, to see everything as a gift and a teacher and happening for your benefit. I mean this is why I always say everything is happening for my benefit it doesn't mean that bad stuff, hard stuff doesn't happen to me. It does. It means that it doesn't phase me. It doesn't, it doesn't come at me anymore. I don't get, I don't get waylaid by things, even really hard things. Like, you know, a couple months ago, I had a really difficult time in my life and, um, my partner, John and I took some time apart and it was really devastating. And I didn't know if we were going to continue being in a relationship And I processed it as a breakup, and I really went deep into that. I had a ceremony of grief, and it was my cosmic bitch lap because I wasn't expecting it. And it was like, whoa, this is hard. These feelings are hard. I dislike this really a lot, but I'm fucking here for it. And that is the work in this path. Like, if that's not the work, what's the point? Like, I really... I. I want to be a resilient, badass queen. Like I'm not trying to take a pill and have somebody fix me. I'm a witch. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, I can't do hard things. I've done so many hard things in my life and I am strong and powerful. And that's the way that I work with my clients. And that's what I do as a coach is like help people find their own power. Because this is not chance. When you learn how to surrender inside your experience, your medicine experience, you can learn how to surrender in your life. And when you learn how to surrender in your life, you can turn a bad trip or a difficult, challenging experience into a catalyst that will change your whole life. It's magic. And it's not its not like an accident. It's a skill that you can learn. When you learn how to navigate a medicine journey with grace and presence and to stand in your own pain and open to feel it and open to whatever needs to come through you, that is very very empowering. It is very uplifting. And in that depth of, you know, pain and suffering is where you find compassion. It's where you find understanding. It's where you see the reason and the purpose behind everything that's happened to you and everything that has happened to the people you love and everything that's happening all over the world. And you see that this is all in divine order. And I am part of this unfolding. And I'm here to make the best of it and to be here and to really be present and to be myself the most instead of carrying all these neuroses and living in fear every day and like, you know, not being myself. There is nothing more painful than abandoning yourself, period. And taking what you go through and alchemizing it and making yourself whole with it is an art and it's an art that you can learn and you are doing it. That is what integration is about. That is what this path is about. It's a path to a spiritual connection and to finding wholeness in yourself and to savoring all the little moments that come into life. It's not about, life isn't about having huge peak experiences and checking stuff off a bucket list. It's like, can you feel so much enjoyment just cooking dinner in your house with the people you love, listening to your favorite music, like snuggling your cat, waking up after a good night's sleep. That's the good stuff, man. That's the place to like really savor. Like, oh, it's so delicious to be me. Like that is what I want people to feel when they work with me. Like it is delicious to be me. Um, that's how I feel and that's how I want you to feel. So if you want to feel delicious and you want to learn more about how to, you know, Not let this, the, the speed of life run you over and not let like to learn how to stand in your own power, to learn how to trust yourself and to cultivate the true empowering nature of your own intuition and your own inner knowing and to learn how to be calm and to be like to be like the ocean you know sometimes the ocean gets rowdy stormy and that's okay but it always calms itself and if the ocean can calm itself so can you and that is the goal is to learn how to ride the waves and to be in your power and in your presence and to be grateful for everything that's in your life all the little things to take the time to enjoy this magical thing that we're doing, just being alive. It's beautiful. So if you want to learn more, you want to put some time into yourself, I would love to have you join my Rise and Align program. We start May 1st. You can visit my website, SinclairFleetwood.com to learn more about it. Basically, we're just going to break you out of the matrix and encourage you to feel in your wholeness because that's where your authenticity comes from. Authenticity is a result of wholeness. It's a result of connection. It's a result of confidence. It's a result of presence. And when you can be in your presence and be in grace and be in connection with spirit and know that everything is always unfolding in the best possible way. That is so beautiful. And I would love to work with you inside of this program. So find me on my website and thanks for listening, family. We'll see you next time.